Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by Pri, who is an award-winning SEO strategist and the founder of Brilliantly Visible. She empowers female-led businesses to scale to six to seven figures sustainably by using marketing and sales data to cut out the guesswork of running a business. I am so excited you are here because SEO, using your data, I think it's such a powerful topic, especially for introverts. <laughs> so I would love for you to start by just telling us a little bit about your story, how you got started in business. Sure. Thanks for having me. Do you know what? I always really struggle with this question because as an entrepreneur, there's so many different layers to your story. It's not just one thing that you do. I think there's so much learning to it. I guess just a very top line. I met my husband about what's going to come up to 11 years in April. And I knew as soon as I met him that I didn't necessarily want to be working in an office if we decided to have a family. So I went on to this journey of trying to figure out what a business could look like. And that was a bunch of different things. I did website design. I did copywriting. I had a wedding stationery business. I had a greeting card stationery business. Throughout all of this, I taught myself SEO because I was really struggling to find clients for actually quite a lot of these businesses and really fell in love with SEO. I pivoted and started doing SEO for small businesses And then in about 2017, I felt this really strong urge to go into the corporate world. And looking back, it was definitely imposter syndrome where I felt like, oh, I've learned this myself, so I'm not really good. I spent three or four years in the corporate world doing SEO and at the same time set up Brilliantly Visible. As the pandemic hit, I was just really unhappy and felt really unfulfilled and was like, what am I doing with my life? quit my full-time corporate role and went full-time in Brilliant Invisible. And here we are. That's amazing. I love that you took that leap in the middle of the pandemic. (laughs) Like most people that would add an extra layer of fear to that decision. But I love that you took that leap then. I think for me, it'd been on my to-do list for so long and I just kept putting back. I got to a point where I just realized that I was physically making myself so ill because I was so overwhelmed. I had a really stressful, very high pressure corporate role, which I was great at. And for a certain amount of time, I was like, oh, I can juggle two things, but I was struggling. I'm one of those people that like constantly overachieve and something had to give. In the pandemic, I was like, I can't do both of these things. It's really clear that something needs to drop. And I wasn't going to let my business go to the wayside because that was the whole reason why I started this journey. I feel like what you do in business too, like 
other business owners and entrepreneurs, they really need what you are helping people with using the data, the SEO, and being able to measure where your traffic and sales are coming from. A lot of people don't do that. (laughs) And it's so important. It's not very common in the online space. So I was doing the typical SEO services where you could work with me and I could take over and I could do your SEO for you. We got great results, but the reality of it was it just got boring after a while. It was the same thing again and again. When I really sat in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, I want to continue in my business, but something needs to change. What really excited me was the data-driven approach that we had in the corporate world where you don't make a decision unless the data backs it up. Not only do you have to answer to your boss, but the business that I was working for was on the stock market. So essentially anything that I did could at some point go to the investors. When I really started to have a look at the online space and what we're really doing as a business, and there's so much noise about you have to do video marketing and you have to have a sales funnel and you have to do like yearly launches to hit your goals or whatever it is to scale. To me, it was like, this is actually completely wrong. You don't need to do all of this stuff. And I know you don't need to do this stuff. The only thing you need to do is keep doing what's working. That message has been lost so much because there are so many coaches out there that preach just what's worked for them. The reality of it is what works for one person might not work for the other. I kind of align it to like a birth chart. Everyone's born with their own birth chart. If you're into astrology or spirituality, your birth chart is completely unique to you. So your business is exactly the same. Your business is with your strengths, with your personality, with what's going on with your life, really. So joining these programs is great. And don't get me wrong, I love self-development. I'm in a lot of these programs myself, but getting back to the core of you And what you need can be so powerful. That's where data comes in. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs and service providers, they're not really measuring that data. It's probably partially due to the coaching space and all the hype around launching and marketing and all these different tactics for marketing your business that people don't really measure the data that they have available. That's really, like you said, what should drive your business decisions. I know a lot of bookkeepers, for example, or money coaches, it's like, you need to know where your money's coming from and it's going to be different for everyone. So for me to tell you that you need to do this without seeing the data, it may or may not work for you. (laughs) During the pandemic, I hired a coach. I mean, it wasn't a great experience to be honest, but my friends hired her as well. And, you know, we realized that actually all three of us were getting the exact same advice. Our businesses were wildly different. Our personal situations were wildly different. We were at different stages in our business. Our expertise and our skill sets and our resources were completely different. It's just one of those things that made me think, how can a business coach be giving the same advice to the same people? It was very generic. It was like, Set up an Instagram profile. Okay, yeah, I got that. Set up Tailwind for your Pinterest account. Whereas I think using your data is so powerful. It can really validate what you're feeling in your business. So much of being a female-led business is so driven by emotion. 
there's quite a lot of mindset behind using data that can be quite difficult. A lot of my clients that come to me feel like they can't deal with marketing data because they don't necessarily feel comfortable around numbers. They have that limiting belief that they're not good with maths. And so they kind of put it off. Once you can really get under that and figure out how you can use data and what looks good and what doesn't look good, it becomes so much more easier because what you're essentially just doing at that stage is coming up with an assumption and then using that data to figure out whether you're right or wrong. As you're speaking, I'm thinking about the last big decision that I made in terms of marketing, and it really did come down to the data. I found that I was spending probably 10 times as much on Instagram as I was on Facebook, but the results I was getting from Facebook were like 10 times what I was getting on Instagram. It made me think I'm spending all of this time on Instagram, but really my results are coming from Facebook where I'm spending very little time. So just imagine if I switched that and how it would continue to drive my sales and audience growth and marketing methods. And we do that. One of the questions we have with our one-to-one clients during onboarding is what are the assumptions you have about your business? And about 95% of our clients last year said Instagram is the biggest traffic driver. It was because they're spending so much time there and it wasn't the biggest traffic driver. And in fact, what was driving traffic was some organic content, whether it was YouTube or a podcast or Pinterest or Google. It was definitely long-term strategy. What would you say are the most important types of data to look at when it comes to different marketing, whether that's your email, social media, Pinterest, or Facebook? What are the most important metrics to measure when it comes to seeing how your marketing is actually working? I'd actually flip it and look at it a different way. There's three different types of marketing data that you want to look at. The first type is your audience. A lot of people do things like ideal client profiles and that kind of stuff. That is very top level where we make a lot of assumptions. But one way that you can really get to the bottom of that is do things like market research, or you can actually find a lot of your client data in Google Analytics as well. You can find a lot of demo and interest data in there, which can be quite powerful. The next type is obviously website data. This will be stuff like Google Analytics, what is really going on on the website, where your marketing is coming from. And then the final type is behavioral. This is all about what people are doing on your website. This is really focusing on are people clicking on certain pages, which pages get the most views? How is your sales funnel performing? So I think we focus too much on what is generally known as vanity metrics, which is like, how many Instagram followers do I have? How many likes do I have? And of course, they have a place. But if you go higher and go top level and think about these three different types of marketing data, it can give you so much more information and it can be so much more powerful. So it helps you get over that overwhelm. Yeah, that is so important because I know a lot of people just look at what is driving the traffic. But like you said, deeper than that is what is the traffic doing on your website? What are their behaviors? What is that traffic leading to? I've seen some people that say, oh, I'm getting all this traffic from Pinterest, but I don't know 
what people are doing once they land from Pinterest. I don't know if I'm actually growing my email list from Pinterest, if I'm making sales, building my audience, or if they're reading multiple posts. I love that you shared that. We realized that with a lot of our clients who are perhaps just at the early stages, they have all these questions, but Google Analytics can be really overwhelming for them. They don't necessarily want to be in the tool. They don't necessarily want to be trying to learn it or trying to figure out what the numbers have been. So we really try to build a solution for them with our dashboards that just makes it so easy where they can literally within a couple of clicks find the answers that they need. I was just going to say that too. Your dashboards are so incredible. I am definitely going to be purchasing your bundle. And especially for anyone, like you said, who feels overwhelmed by Google Analytics, because there is so much data in there that if you don't know how to use it or you know maybe the basics, but it's really important to dig deeper. And I love that you have these dashboards available for people to purchase. That was just one of the main things that I wanted to do was to make sure that when people do feel like, okay, I 100% need to do this, but I don't know where to start, there wouldn't be that blocker. There is so many blockers. You've got so many mindset issues at the beginning of, I don't need this, or I'm not good with numbers, whatever that kind of limiting belief might be. And then that next step, you've got that hurdle of, oh, this is in Google Analytics and I don't know how to use this tool. Well, I don't have the time or the energy or the capacity to start learning it. So we've really taken that away and just gone, here is a pre-built dashboard that you can customize with your colors, et cetera. And we've pulled the data out. So it will literally tell you, here's the question and here is the data. As I mentioned, within three clicks, you can go, okay, I know what this means. I know what we need to do next. I know I'm a very visual person, so I love that they're also branded because Google Analytics, it's just not visually pleasing. (laughs) I guess you can thank my uh, design background for that. (laughs) We used to use these dashboards like every day. All of our reporting was automated. This is automated as well. And it was just so boring. So when we designed the dashboards, I wanted to just make them as beautiful as possible because makes it a little bit fun, I guess. And a lot of people who maybe aren't big on numbers or data, it does make it a lot easier because you've added in those visual and branded elements that you can customize. I love it. And we'll have that link in the show notes for you guys to check out the dashboards that Pre has available. They're absolutely incredible. (laughs) I can't wait to purchase the bundle. I guess adding to that visual part, a key message is, Numbers aren't great. I mean, I deal with numbers all the time. I'm used to dealing with large sets of data and spreadsheets. But for example, I don't like doing my finances. I find it such a chore. I'm sure most people listening to this probably do as well. You know, my insight to using data is we've made it visual so you can spot patterns and trends. I feel like if you're creative, creative comes in different ways, but uh, once you can spot a pattern or a trend, it makes it so much more easier to really consume and understand the data. I know one thing that I've struggled with in the past in terms of data when it comes to Facebook ads. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts around Google Analytics or if somebody's using your dashboards? Like how often should you check your dashboard and measure your data? 
It really depends on what's going on in your business. If you are actively doing a lot of marketing and you want to know what's happening in real time, then I'd probably recommend having a look at it maybe once a morning or a couple of times a week. I think if you're going through a slow phase where perhaps you're not doing quite a lot of marketing, you'd probably get away with it once a week, once every other week. At the beginning, you probably want to use it less. You can really get used to what the trends are like. So I guess from a practical point of view, the way that the dashboards work is you connect it to your Google Analytics account. It will have as much data in there as long as your account's been live. You could spend the first couple of weeks actually going back to perhaps periods where you did have a launch or you were heavily promoting something. Perhaps you've done a podcast recording or a collaboration with someone and you can actually see what happened during that time and how it impacted your data. Because one of the most common things that I hear from people is if I stop marketing, I stop getting traffic. That can really help you understand what were you doing that drove the traffic in the first place? And is that something sustainable that you could do again and again? Because if you're relying on very short-term tactics, a short-term tactic is, I guess in a way, Instagram is becoming a little bit less short-term just because they have included SEO now and, and kind of search functionalities. But If you're relying on a marketing tactic that you do over a short period of time and it gives you high increase of traffic and then once you stop, it ends, like Facebook ads, let's use that as an example, that isn't something sustainable. So you kind of want to have a look at your data and go, what's short term that's driving traffic? That is great if you perhaps are doing like a promo or a launch, but Long term, what are the things that I can do and it will continue to drive traffic to my business? I think that's especially important for introverts. We don't want to rely on the on-demand methods continuously because like you said, it's not sustainable, especially for introverts and it will lead to burnout if you're not relying on other methods of bringing in traffic like SEO, email marketing, like your sequences set up and automations. So I love that you shared that. And especially for introverts, that that is an important point. (laughs) I would have said before the pandemic, I was an extrovert. I'm a marketing expert. I've struggled to market since the pandemic. I think it's really changed because we're constantly switched on all the time. But yeah, I would say, especially for introverts, it's less about what is trendy. It's less about what people are telling you is either a quick fix or is going to explode your business. It's really just figuring out what feels good for you. If that is Instagram, if you are happy to batch content, batch IGTV videos over like a two, three day period, if that's your thing, then hundred percent do it. But just because someone is telling you that you need to do like a webinar every month, if it just doesn't work and the data backs it up, then it's completely okay. If you, let's use the webinar example. If you do a webinar and it didn't feel that great because you were nervous or it took too much energy or, you know, for whatever reason it is that you didn't enjoy it, but the data tells you that actually it went really well. You've got a lot of traction, you've got sales out of it or leads. Then at that next stage, you can figure out if I did do another webinar, what does that look like? what really overwhelmed me about that 
And maybe you just schedule your week out. So you do that webinar and then you just take a day or two off, do some self-care, switch off, take some time off. Perhaps you get some support to help you with the webinar. That's really how I tend to use data in my own business of what feels good. Let's continue doing that. What gets results? If there's something on there that I'm not that great of, how can I systemize that? How can I outsource as much of it possible? What can I do? So all I have to do is just show up for that. I love that. And I think when it comes to data, would you say it's really important and a good indicator if you want to test things too in your business? Like if you're doing a launch and you want to test different methods, looking at the data around this launch compared to the last launch where you maybe did something different like a webinar? For sure. I think depending on how big your launch is, you probably need to measure a couple of different things. We tend to work with people one-on-one when they're launching because depending on the stage and where you are and what tactics you're using, you may need a little bit more information than just where the traffic is coming from. If you're at the early stages of business or you haven't really launched that much, for you, it's generally just going to be figuring out where am I getting traffic from and where am I getting sales? As you go further down the line, you can really start digging deeper into your data. So that is where you can start having a look at how far are people scrolling down my sales page? If you've got a video on it, how far are people watching the video? In your nurture sequence or your sales sequence, which emails are people clicking out on? If you're doing Facebook ads, which copy and creative is really resonating with people? In the early stages, it's really just getting used to what data is, how you can use it. Again, going back to the assumptions and figuring out if you're right or wrong. And then as you go deeper into it, you can start adding more layers. You can start asking more complex questions. You can start having a look at more complex data sets. And that is really where the scaling part of things come in. So true. Like no matter what stage you're at, you have so much data available to you that you can use to really drive almost your entire business. (laughs) Especially if you feel like maybe you're just winging it right now. I know a lot of people don't really have a plan in terms of marketing or where their sales are coming from. They're just trying everything and just seeing what sticks, but then they don't really know what is actually working. I would say in the earliest stages of business, I mean, a business is basically as successful as the marketing department. There's a joke in just in the online and even corporate space that the CEOs of the future are going to be marketers. And it's because they understand customers and they understand marketing and the product. If you're at that stage in business where you know, perhaps you're like, okay, I don't know what's going on, or you're trying to grow, but you can't figure out what to do and where to go. It's going to be in your marketing department, whether that's you doing it yourself, or you've got a VA or a whole team, your marketing is going to drive the growth of your business. At the beginning stages, when people are using data, they actually think the problem is they're not driving traffic. And while that might be true for maybe 10, 20% of businesses, the reality of it is it isn't a traffic problem. It's a conversion problem. So you can get people onto the website, but you might not be able to convert that sale or that lead. That is where 
having access to your data can be so useful. Your data will, of course, tell you where the traffic's coming from, but it will go that one step further and it will actually tell you which marketing channel is converting. So in your example, you know that Facebook is performing better than Instagram. When you add that next layer, you could be like, okay, Instagram doesn't send us a lot of traffic, but we convert more. And at that point, you can figure out what you want. At this stage in your business, do you need more eyes on your website? What if you do focus on Facebook because you'll get more people on your website? If you need more sales, more leads, well, then Instagram is probably worth doing. So this is just the kind of stuff that you can figure out at that stage of what do we need right now and pivot your marketing strategy accordingly. That's so brilliant. I love how you word everything. I feel like so many people listening are going to want to reach out and connect with you. So I'd love for you to share a bit about who you work with one-on-one. I think you have a VIP day offer. I do. So I have a VIP day offer called Measure Automate Scale. Essentially, what we do is we come into your business and we can either do this for one offer that you have or your whole offer suite. We break it apart. We really understand what you're struggling with from a data perspective, what you're currently using and why it's not working for you. And then we'll review the whole customer journey from what marketing channels you have all the way to your payment. We'll identify perhaps sometimes things that you need to improve or some things that you haven't considered. Then we'll ask you what you really want to know. Generally speaking, it's two types of questions. People either want to know the how, so how are people getting there, or they want to know the results, like where sales and revenue is coming from. And we'll review your tech stack, what tools you're using, what data points you already have, and we'll create a measurement plan. We'll build you a custom dashboard, which has a look at your whole marketing strategy. So the top of your funnel, the middle of your funnel, the bottom of your funnel, We'll have a look at your sales funnel. We'll have a look at your email marketing funnel. You really walk away with one source of truth that's you can log in any morning and within three clicks, figure out what's going on in your business. You're being less reactive. You're being more proactive. You know exactly what you need to focus on in the next month, three months, year, whatever it is that you're planning. That's amazing. I feel like so many entrepreneurs need this type of service and data and really to take a hard look at their business using the numbers. I love that you offer the VIP day and then you also have the dashboards, the mini course, which I have gone through and it's incredible. So we will have that linked as well. Yeah, this was amazing. Did you have any other last points or tips to share? Yeah, I would just say one thing that I've really been thinking about is you owe it to yourself to use data in your business because we talk about a lot of entrepreneur self-care. And one thing that we don't really talk about is how much stress and pressure we can put on ourselves and how we sometimes work ourselves up when we overthink things, perhaps. We want to do things right. We want to be a success. We want to prove to ourselves that we are worthy of running a business. And a lot of our second guessing, a lot of our self-doubt really can be fixed by looking at the data because it takes the emotion away from 
a situation. You no longer have to worry about whether you're right or you're wrong because it's there in black and white and data is just facts. There's no way to misinterpret it. I really want to encourage you if you are listening to this and feel like this is great, connect with me. There'll obviously be my details in the show notes. And yeah, just take one small step today to get started. Definitely. I love that. I can't recommend working with you enough. I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing and so helpful and so needed by so many entrepreneurs. If you're listening to this and you heard data and numbers and you started to like glaze over, because I know a lot of people do not like numbers and it feels overwhelming, definitely check out Pri's website, her VIP day, and she'll make it so much easier for you and get those data results so that you can plan your business based on the data and your business will scale so much faster once you actually know what's happening. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at theterrorread.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.